Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the podcast for the 21st century, for military spouses, by military spouses, about military spouses and their world. Welcome to another edition of the critically acclaimed, always fresh, never boring, Military Spouse Spouts. Here's your host, Susan Reynolds, and co-host, Dave Etter. Hello. Okay, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. I am your host, Susan Reynolds. Dave is not on the air with us today because, oh, I don't know, Dave had to go and gallivant into Italy today. Like, woo, have fun in Italy, Dave. But I have my friend Tisha here who is filling in. Tisha, welcome to Spouse Spouse this morning, and thank you for filling in. Yay! No okay, so we're talking back to school today. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. How's that Billy Madison song go? Back to school, back to school. So my dad won't think I'm a fool. <laughs> I love that show. That movie. I love that movie so much. I'm so, like, I feel very immature for still loving it. But you know what? I don't care. It was really yeah. funny. That was funny. <laughs> ah. Okay. So we're discussing back to school today, and I'm very excited. Have, your, have the kids started school where you live? No, we still, we start on the 28th. Okay. Cumberland, North Carolina public schools start on the 28th, but we switched my son over to a private school this year. So he started today. Today is back to school day starting out. And I was uh, very happy and he was very happy and he loved, he went to camp and everything this summer and he loved it. But at the same time he was like, well, I'm ready for school to get started again, see some of my friends. And, and he has a couple of little friends that he's been in preschool and kindergarten with, and they're now all in, in second grade together. So as a military kid, that's exciting. Yes. Oh my goodness. We don't get that. (laughs) No, (laughs) not very often at all. No, no, no. I think about those kids where when I, you know, when I've met people and they're, and they're like, Oh, I've been through, you know, kindergarten to my senior year, all in this school system with all of these people. And I'm, you know, all the same people. And I'm thinking, that's weird. I can't say that. <laughs> I know my poor son, um, my second oldest, he was like that. He, the other day he goes, man, I see um, one of my friends I've known all my life. And I grew up in dance together because I wasn't a military child myself. And he's like, I can't believe you've known this person since you were four. I've always wanted to have a best friend since I was that young. And I won't have that because all of my friends move all over the place. And I was like, oh, bubs. <laughs> I felt so bad. I go, but we have, 
you know, we have Facebook and we could Skype and do all this stuff. So you, we can still keep in touch with all your friends. You just don't see them in person all the time. Yeah. That's the thing. We can kind of still keep in touch. We just don't get to see them personally all the time. No, no, we don't. And, and, <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me, a little cough there, a little tickle in my throat. Um, my son learned that lesson last year when his best friend had orders and PCS. And yeah. it was, it's still, to this day, it's still something that upsets him. And they got to Skype the other day with each other, and it was mostly a whole lot of screaming at each other. <laughs> look at me. Look at me. I mean, like, seriously, that's what he was doing. I'm here. Look at me. And I'm like, you you know how to Skype, kid. Like, you know what you're doing. It's not like you've never Skyped with your daddy before. But, I mean, he was screaming. <laughs> He was the heaviest. It was so cute. And I mean, even the, his little friend was screaming right back. They were just as excited. Yeah. I just kind of shook my head and I was like, okay, you're cute. I love uh, kids yeah. are awesome. They're so weird. I love They're when so they're weird. Like, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to play a quick. What's that? Like when they go, when they see their friends and they have to show them like their toys and everything, you know, after oh, yeah. a while, like look, this is this and this is this. I'm like, oh my gosh, like they haven't seen this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm gonna do a quick commercial for us and then we're gonna talk full on back to school for military kids. And I am going to give a quick shout out though to Military One Click because they um, have put uh, spouse spouts on a mailing list. So that we could bring up articles and things of that, you know, bring up their articles and what they're uh, writing about over on Military One Click here on Spouse Spouse. And I have to say, I would like to, you know, I have to say a big thank you to them because I know I love them because they sent all these great articles. It actually inspired today's show. I thought, you know what? Let's do a back to school show. So thank you, Military One Click, for <laughs> inspiring today's back to school show. <laughs> Woohoo! Okay, and then here is a word from our sponsor. When I'm on base, I'm known as Staff Sergeant Cooper, but at home... Daddy! Hi, Dad. Daddy! Hi. I'm known as Dad, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote. Or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. And we're back. Thank you to Armed Forces Insurance. I appreciate your sponsorship and your support of Spouse Bouts. Let's talk back to school. You know, it's so funny. Um, Do you follow the Holderness family on Facebook? You know, they do those YouTube videos, right, where they do parodies of hits. You know, oh, right. Yes. So yesterday I saw the one in in the tub as opposed to in the club, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the mom, they are such a weird family. I really like them, and I feel like if they were my neighbors, we would have a lot of fun. But there are a lot of people who are seriously celebrating the silence right now. I I even posted something on Facebook with, oh, it's you know he starts school tomorrow. What am I going to do with all this time? I think I'm going to go swimming every single day until the pools close after Labor Day. I'm going to go yeah. out and do all sorts of crazy stuff. Why not? What You know, I'm not working full-time right now, so why not have some fun? Exactly. But, but for some families, 
especially since the summer is a huge, huge PCS season. I mean, this is, this is a really tough time in the year. It's very, you know, there's a lot of anxiety with going back to school. Even today I saw it. I mean, my, my son, you know, is going to, even though he is, he's been here, he is starting a new school. So he is actually a new kid, even though he, we've lived here for so long. And thank goodness he has friends there, but I mean, wow, it's, you know, how do you, what do you do? What do you say to your child when they're the new kid for either the first time or the sixth or seventh time? What do you say? It's so hard when they are, um, it's Chandler, my, um, my second, he's going into middle school. So he's starting that new beginning again. And, um, Oh, wow. Yep. They're doing orientation at the school right today. I just dropped them off before I, I, I did the show or I'm doing the show right now. And I just told them, I was like, you know what? It's a new beginning for everybody right now for this, you know, this class. So you just got to yep. kind of go in and you just, you just know that it's, it's a new start for everyone. So everybody's got the same kind of feelings and you just got to open up and, you know, you got to say, Hey, my name's Chandler. How are you? If it's a new kid, you know, just how we, how we always start off being a military child, there's going to be somebody new in there. <laughs> You'll see, you might yep. see somebody, you know, but if you see somebody that you don't introduce yourself because they're, they're feeling the same way, but it's so hard. You have to kind of step out of your comfort zone. No. That's what I always tell them because I was so, I was always such a shy person. I still kind of am. I'm, I'm gradually getting out of my comfort zone, but you have to step out of there and introduce yourself and say, Hey, my name is Tisha. <laughs> I, I, this is what I like to do. I, you know. I don't know if you, if you need a friend, here I am. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, no. And that's the thing. Um, so yesterday we did new student orientation at, at the school. Right. And, and I loved it. So all the new students from pre-K through senior year, they even had one kid who was a senior who transferred in. Right. And I thought, well, that's, oh, wow. I uh, know how hard that is. I saw oh, that happen yeah. when I was a military kid. Mm-hmm. And the teachers came and talked with the students. They had student ambassadors at the high school and middle school and high school level so that they would immediately have a friend. The lower grade, uh, the lower grade prince, assistant principal is actually a military spouse at my son's new school. I absolutely loved. I just, I was so happy when she said, and I'm a military spouse too. And I was like, I almost stood up and cheered. Um, (laughs) the coolest thing is is the student government student government president so the senior student government president is also a military kid and she when she gave her speech yesterday she actually talked about when she started the school two years ago and how her dad was getting ready to deploy and there she was a new student at a new school and I thought yeah, I, I have those friends. I grew up with those people. I, I know what that's like. And I thought that's what, but that's what you have to do as a military family. You have to, or as a new family, this could be for civilians who move around a lot. You have to go in, keep an open mind. And uh, again, like I said, here's military one click has given us, has written this wonderful article. Well, actually Meg Flanagan with military one click wrote this wonderful article, seven things to do when school starts. The first thing she is, is tell the teachers where you came from. 
You know, if you came from another state, then we're talking different curriculum. We're talking all sorts of things that are different. You know, we're going from Delaware to Alaska. Um, Well, that's a huge heap of difference right there. First of all, it's all the way across the country. So geographically, we're talking, you know, a lot of distance. (laughs) You know, but you're also talking about time zone changes that your kids are having to get used to. You're talking about weather changes, and now you're talking school changes. So talk to the, talk to the teacher about that. Let the teacher know. Let the school know. Hey, we just moved to you know Fort Richardson, or well, it's a uh, Elmendorf Air Force Base is out there. That's that for us. Because so we just moved from Dover Air Force Base to Elmendorf, and you know, here's what we have going on. And then you know, make sure you share your contact information too, because you know. How many times have you had to sit there and look at the person sitting next to you going, hi, we just met. I need an emergency contact. Do you mind? <laughs> yeah. Or knock on your neighbor's door. That's what I've had to do. I've had to yep. knock on my neighbor's door. I know we don't really know each other yet, but I don't <laughs> Yes. <laughs> because I don't know anybody else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's that's always just so just ridiculous. Is you know you you've just moved and you don't know anyone and you need an emergency contact. Oh okay, and they need to be local, but you don't know anyone. Um. You know what I would do though in that situation as well is I would seriously ask the first sergeant. Yeah. You know I need someone temporarily. First sergeant, do you mind while we? you know, get to know some people or ask somebody in the squadron, you know, that, I mean, there's a pretty decent chance you're going to know someone in the squadron, right. That you've been especially after you've been in for more than, you know, 10 years, there's going to be somebody there that, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that's what I suggested a couple of years ago. Uh, well, actually more than that, a few years ago when I was the key spouses for the people who are new moving in and their kids are school age, we need to step up and be emergency contacts for one another because they've just moved here. They don't know anyone and they need this and they need an emergency contact for their school age children. But we can do that as a squadron. So I think we need to put the units to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, (laughs) yeah. Can you help us? Thank you. We just moved here. And we don't move like every time we PCS. I don't know about I, I don't know about your family, but we tend to PCS in the fall. So we would have already, if, you know, if we had PCS, if we had orders this year, and we were PCSing, let's say in November. I mean, Ian would have already started school, which means he really would be starting out in the school year, in a new mm-hmm. place. And I'm just like, oh, that stings. Which means seriously, you don't know anybody there. But. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, what else can we do as parents? What else can we do? Um, I, my kid has a peanut allergy. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. I have, so I'm immediately, I tell the teacher, I, tell, I find the school nurse. <laughs> I'm serious. I found that school nurse yesterday. So, so my son has a peanut allergy. He doesn't need an EpiPen because it's not a severe allergy. However, he is peanut free. Yeah. And she said, thank you for letting me know. Does he take a date? You know, and she started asking a bunch of questions because she's a nurse. And, and I, you know, gave her a, a, a rundown. And, and she said, now, does he know that he's allergic to peanuts so that he can say, I need something that's peanut free? And I said, yes, he does. And he knows to say that. So 
she was so, even the teacher. She was so thankful. And apparently, there are four other kids in his class this year. Four other kids that have peanut allergies. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah. I know that's five kids in one class with peanut allergies. That's a lot of. I mean, I'm sorry. This the the thought of that all of a sudden just kind of hit me. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> so those are the things that I like to do. But I also try to get excited about it, you know. Um, I try to like I I like I if they uh, if the school has you know like spirit shirts or a little T-shirt that you can buy from the school that has the logo and the mask school mascot on it, you know, and and everything. I get those. I get the shirts and everything like that, right? I I try to do all of that kind of stuff so that we're excited about you know, where he's going to school. I think it's important, you know, if it makes him feel like he's part of the, the school community, if, yeah. you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think if you're new, especially if you're new to the base or wherever you're going to school, the kids' school, I think you, try, you should try to get as involved as you can, and it helps them feel more at home. And then yes. you kind of get to know the teachers and the school, too, so it makes you feel more comfortable. Yes. And I like to be as... I'm a busybody. I like to know what's going on with my kids. <laughs> I'm the same way. So I like I like to get to know the teachers. I like to get to know the staff, and I like to know what's going on. And so I'm up at school a lot. And so I'm I'm involved with the PTA. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Do all that. That, that helps. Yeah, that helps, and then yep. the kids know I'm up there and I know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. Um, we, I did PTA at his old school, at, at my son's old school, and now I am involved in the parents' association at the new school. All right, I signed up yesterday. Signed up yesterday. <laughs> I'm on the military committee, no less. <laughs> and, uh, but, you, but you do more than just get involved. I remember last, this past April during month of the military child, you did quite a bit at your, at your school. Yeah, I I run the uh, Month of the Military Child Committee up um, at the school because they just touch my heart. Military kids, they just amaze me. (laughs) Yeah. They they have a special place in my heart. Me too. I try to do as much as possible to do stuff for them. But the PTA totally funds funds the stuff that I do for it too. So um, I have... uh, this year, I'm actually a co-president for the PTA. I have another uh, president that helps me this year, and we're going to go full force and do a bunch of stuff this year. <laughs> yeah, and that's great because we need that, and we need to um, – I get leery of certain words that we use when describing military kids. Like, I don't like using the word hero in, in regards to military children. I think our kids are already – different enough you know what I'm saying like they move frequently they're oftentimes the new kid there have been a number of studies and a lot of research that has been done that say that military children face higher rates of bullying because of that because they are oftentimes the new kid and they have a parent who's gone frequently and other kids don't understand that right so I don't like to use the word little heroes when describing military children first of all I think the word is overused Um, I think that we need to save that word for truly heroic behavior. Uh, Saving people from a burning building is, is, is heroism, you know? Um, But I, 
if I was to call military kids anything, I would say that they are survivors, that they're, yeah. that they're tough, that they, and my other least favorite word is resilient, but that's exactly what they are, is that they are resilient. They are, they are, they are in the embodiment of strength and character. And here's the thing. They, while these times can be difficult for them with deployments and everything, they, the beauty of children is that they can still find happiness and joy. They can still find a, a way to laugh and to still play and have a good time. Even if they are sad about their parent being gone, they're still going to, they're still kids, which means they're still going to do kid things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I want to, you know, I, I'm like you, they've got a soft place in my heart and, and you know that I'm, I'm a fierce advocate for them and their healthcare and, and their education. Uh, so for me, it's definitely one of those things that I want to make sure that they're doing well and that there's a lot that there's actually understanding about them and the unique situations that they, they live in because it's not just in or and the unique situations that they experience. So yeah. I'm glad that you do so much for Month of the Military Child. That's really cool. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. I think they, they deserve it. And I, I always feel like I lack sometimes when I'm doing stuff. It's like they deserve so much more. And I wish yeah. they had more than just a month. But I know. Yeah. Uh, but and even every year, or every year we do it, they are so appreciative, even of just the little things. So then I know even just the little things they don't even they don't ever expect it either. So I'm like, okay, so they're happy with what they're getting, no matter what it is. <laughs> well, and I think I, I think schools, you know, parents are so busy now. Um, I I noticed yesterday with the parents association, they have monthly meetings, and it is in the morning right after drop off. But at the same time, they realize that is not conducive for working parents. So they are now hosting um, evening town halls as well to let people know, here's what's going on, and and not just sending out a series of emails, but here are some meetings, we're going to have get-togethers, things things like that. And I like that they're trying to, that seeing the school trying to accommodate both the working parent and the non-working parent, or the work-from-home parent. You know, some parents are working, but they work from home, so they're able to come to those those daytime meetings. But I, I and I like that because I, to me, it just indicated a lot of communication already. I just sat there and I went, "Oh, this is so cool! We had so much communication. Holy bananas!" Yeah. <laughs> but here are some really fun things, though, about being a military kid in a new school. So I remember when we would get new kids in high school, right? And I always felt bad for them, okay? So I did. I always felt bad. I'm like, oh, man, you're having to move your sophomore year? That must have been awful, right? But they still had sophomore, junior, and senior year, so they were able to make friends and be involved in after-school activities, sports, whatever, any kind of clubs, and still graduate with their, with their you know, class of people. But I remember seeing some of those kids really take it hard. You know, I, I, I'll never forget there was ninth grade, we got a new girl and they came from Fort Hood and that was a tough, tough move for her. That was really tough. She had a great group of friends. They had their own thing. 
you know, they were able to go to the mall after school because that's what we did back then. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'd walk the mall for no reason and get our like one soda. Remember that? You'd get like a soda from, you know, the food court. And yeah. everyone would somehow share that thing. How we, how none of us ended up with mono, I'd be surprised. <laughs> but, um, I mean, that was, it was a tough PCS for her. It really, really was. And, and, and when I say tough, I mean, she just, I, you could see that it had really impacted her mental health. She just felt very isolated and very alone, even though she was surrounded by all these people who welcomed her and wanted her to be there, but she had left the United States, moved to another country. She was supposed to be getting her driver's license the next year. That has cha- that changed because we were in a new. She was in a new country, and the laws were different. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the activities in our school did not. You know, we had different activities when compared to her old high school. And of course, we did. We were a small DOD school on an Air Force base in Germany. You know, things things were different. So how do you, what do you do about that? What do you do with the kid, with your kid? Or how do, what do you say? You know, I don't know. I've, I got to tell you, I wouldn't know what to say. That, that one's a hard one. Cause I have yeah. mine and I have one that's going into eighth grade right now. Well, that's a tough age. That is. <laughs> and she has, I think she has one friend that's returning this year with her. All the other ones have either moved or actually they've all moved or they're not going or returning to this school. And oh, wow. she is just beside herself thinking she doesn't have anybody. And I was like, well, you have your brother. He's going, they're both going to the same school. She's like, it's not the same. <laughs> you know, I was like, I know it's not. Yeah. Um, I was like, but you're going to find, you know, Somebody's going to come because each year, you know, this has happened a couple, I think almost every year since we've been here, that she's had to make a new bunch of, a new group of friends, or a new group of girlfriends, um, you know, and so it's, it's so hard. You just got to talk. You have to keep open communication and make sure that your, your, children know that they can talk to you about anything even if it's stuff yes. that you don't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is one thing I always try to make sure my kids know that even if it's something they're not comfortable with and I they know I'm not comfortable with it or you know that they might get they might think I'll oh, they want you know I might not want to talk about it I will be open with it and they won't get in trouble talking to me about it yeah because I want them to know they can come and talk to me about it no matter what and I will be there for them and I so I always tell her like you know you're going to have your friends and you'll always have us and it's not the same (laughs) but uh, you'll find somebody somebody will be there this year that you'll find you'll connect with because you always there's going to be somebody there's a group of I don't know how many the, the schools are small yeah. You always find somebody. You'll find that one person that you connect with. So just when you go in there, it might take you a week or two, you know, but go in with an open mind and open heart and you'll find, you'll, you'll, you'll click with somebody, you know, just, but don't shut your, 
if you shut yourself off and you're going to have that wall up, nobody's going to want to come and connect with you either. So I don't know. That might help somebody sometimes. Sometimes it won't. But you also have to think, if you, somebody has, comes that goes in with that wall up, people aren't going to want to come and connect with you or talk with you. No, Maybe they're not. That, you know, that guard. So Yeah. Yeah, it's um. If you can try to talk to them when they're at when you're high school age, it's harder to talk to them because they're so they're at that age where they're thinking their parents are stupid. And I was at that. Oh gosh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh well, gosh, I was like, yeah. oh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I and I, you know, and then I, rem- you know, it's just you know, yesterday I remember um. You know, seeing how how nervous Ian was, right, with with you know his new school, and he was excited but nervous at the same time. And I I sat him down and I gave him a big hug and I said, you know what, it's okay to be nervous. It's okay. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and say it's okay. You don't have anything to be nervous about. No, that's to me. I find that very dismissive of his feelings. And I'm encouraging, and I tell him, you can tell me anything. So that means I also need to listen to what he's saying to me, whether I agree with him or not, whether I like what he's saying or not. I I get that he's little and he's only a, you know, he's a little kid, but I have to allow him the opportunity to tell me how he's feeling. And I said, you know what? I get nervous too. Mommy gets nervous just like you. And for some reason, that really made, you know, it's that whole, well, I think somebody said it on our show a few weeks ago. I think Ingrid actually said this. We always think that we're going through our feelings alone, and there's so much relief when we find out that we're not alone in our feelings. Mm-hmm. And and she's, you know, she was right, because I told him, I said, Mommy gets nervous, too. And my husband's standing there, sitting there next to him, and he goes, I get nervous, too, bud. You know, I... I get nervous having to do new things all the time. And it, you could just see the relief wash over him. And he was fine. Mm-hmm. He went into school today, and he was just fine. And he had two little friends, like I said, two little friends that he had been in pre-K with and been in summer camp with, and he was excited. And so he was happy to see them. But, yeah, yep. it's uh, it's not easy for the kids that this is, you know, Military life is not is is some people embrace it and they love it and they thrive in it and some people just are in it. You know, it's <laughs> you know, and then you have people who who seriously they don't like the constant change and the upheaval of it. And and so you have to understand you have to understand your child or your children. Because some of your kids are going to be those kids that absolutely love military life. But then you might have the one or two that don't, that they don't want to move anymore. They, they like where they're at. They like their friends. They like their home. They like their school. They like the activities in the town that you live in. They don't want to move. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we go through it as spouses too. Me, I'm like, I don't want to move again. I know we need to, but it's not because I want to stay forever i'm just tired of moving (laughs) you know like do we have to do this again because 
it's just tiresome having all my stuff boxed up and having, you know, my sheets in with my pots and pans for some reason. <laughs> you know? So I, I get that. I mean, I, but I was the little military kid that used to enjoy the move, enjoy the moves. My brother did not as much as I did. He, he didn't like it as much, um, but I liked it. I thought it was fun. I always thought it was a new adventure. My brother, on the other hand, he was like, eh, I'm good. This is, I'm good. We don't, do we need to do this again? Cause I'm good. I don't want to, <laughs> but you know, there's a, here, where is it? Another article I was going to read or get uh, what to do if you have to move during your high school, your high school or senior year. Oh, gosh, I remember that happening, too. We got a couple of new kids one summer, and it was right before senior year started. And um, I don't remember where they had been living, but it was (laughs) – this is how you could tell we had been overseas for a while because I had heard about how things were going at certain high schools across the country, you know, here in America and across the country. But my high school, again, very small on an Air Force base in Germany, you know, we just – it was really different. So he comes to school and he doesn't have a backpack or anything like that because they weren't allowed to carry them in his old high school. Yeah. Right. Because kids would actually put weapons in them. And so they weren't allowed to, they had to bring everything in, in a bag, a dis, you know, some kind of a disposable plastic bag, like their school supplies and everything like that. And then it was left there and everything was left in their lockers. They didn't bring books home. It was really strange. It was really, really strange, right? Listening to him describe this to all of us. I wish you could have seen us sitting at lunch lunch that day when he was describing this. I mean, all of us were leaning in. We were like, whoa, that's weird. (laughs) I mean, I didn't, it was such a foreign concept to me that you had to go through a metal detector to go into your high school. I didn't know, I didn't understand that. It was very strange to me. That wasn't what I grew up with. And, um, mm-hmm. and so he said, I can, I can get a backpack here. I'm allowed to carry one at school. And we all just kind of looked at each other like, yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know what to say. I was like, um, yeah, sure. Okay. What? Huh? But that's the thing. Kids come from different areas into, into these schools. So, I think we have to try to understand the the former school culture that they, they they were exposed to as well, so that we can understand where they're coming from. You know, um, I, we all I remember asking this this poor guy. I felt so bad for him because we all had tons and tons of questions, and I mean, I I'm sure he felt like he's being interrogated for those first few weeks, but he happily answered them. And when he graduated, he you know said this was that was his best year of school ever. He loved it. Awesome. He, he, I mean, he immediately fit right in. We welcomed him. We were like, new kid. Yay. <laughs> so, yes, we got a little excited. <laughs> but, yeah. So, now, here's the other question that I have to ask for you. When you PCS, when was the last time you PCS? Uh, it was Six years ago, to no, not today. Well, yeah, actually, yesterday was six years ago. Okay, we've so you've been, been yeah, you've been at your, yeah, we've been here a while too, right? But one of the things that I, um, 
I hear a lot of families say, and I had this said to me before I had Ian, even though I didn't like our last, I didn't, I didn't care for our last duty station. It was a nice space and everyone was really nice. I've just, I'm not a Midwesterner, so the weather, the snow really annoyed me to no end, um, and so did the cold. Because I'm just not, I'm just not, I don't like winter. I'm not a fan of winter. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to have it, it only needs to stick around for those three months and then needs to go away, right? Um, Yes. But the schools where we were stationed at were amazing. And that's what all the parents would say to me in our spouse's group. You don't understand. You know what? You may not like it here, but I will tell you this. The schools here are amazing. And I never mm-hmm. thought about I never, I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? And that is something you have to pay attention to when you're looking mm-hmm. for new schools, you know, and you're moving and you're PCSing. What are the school districts like? And I never... I got to tell you something. I never, I never thought like that until, of course, I had my son. And um, there's about, I don't know, there's about three or four websites, three, at least two or three websites you can go to, like uh, Great Schools and uh, School Digger and Niche, which is N-I-C-H-E, where you can go to and, and review the schools and everything. But, I mean, that's, wow, you got to think about that kind of stuff, you know? Once you have kids, yes, you have to start looking at the school districts once you start um, getting orders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's like the first thing we did when we, or I did, my husband, he yep. was just worried about the stuff. But that was the first thing I did once we figured out where we were going. And I we kept getting on him because we didn't know exactly where we were going. I was like, you need to figure out where we're going because my daughter was already in school. And yeah. uh, my other one was getting ready to start kindergarten and he was, I was actually thinking of homeschooling him because he was really attached to me. <laughs> yeah. And he kept saying he wasn't going to go to school. And I was like, oh, good God, where are we going? Because I need to know where, <laughs> I need to know where I'm getting myself into and what kind of schools we're going to here, you know, what the district's like and stuff. And um, he's like, well, I don't know. They told me. And I was like, well, we need to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know if they're going to school or I'm going to start looking into homeschooling stuff. Exactly. And that brings up a whole separate thing, you know, where, you know, there are certain states that, you know, um, it's just, and I'm, I'm by no means going to call out a state because I just, I just have no desire to, to do that. But, um, you know, you really have to, you really have to pay attention and see how they fund their schools, you know, do your research. Um, what's their special, if you have a kid who, receive special education services. What is, what is that like? You know, uh, all of that, you have to really, really look into those things. It's, um, you know, it's no wonder why the PC, no wonder why PCSing is so overwhelming because it's not just simply packing up your stuff, finding the house and unpacking your stuff, you know, it's finding schools and researching laws and, making sure that they have, you know, schools that are good for your kids and, 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 and job opportunities for us and things, you know, everything, you know, you really have to look into so much more than just, Hey, are they going to have housing available? Yes or no. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. 
Gosh, I remember, you know, I never, when I was a military kid, I never thought about this stuff. I never, because I was a kid, I didn't care. Yeah. You know, I just, I just didn't care. I really did. I was a kid. I just knew I was starting a new school and we were in Germany and that seemed like it was fun. <laughs> you know? We got to go to, we went to, so we did something in the DOD schools overseas where we went to something called host nation and I loved it. Right. And it was, so for us, it was a German class where we learned about the nation that was hosting us, which of course, Germany. And we got to learn a little bit of the language, the customs, the culture. We would hear the, the folklore, you know, the stories and everything. And, uh, and, you know, I loved that. I, it was a lot of fun. We would go to a German school twice a year to meet with uh, students our own age and go and play with them. And then they would come to our school and come and play with us. It was fun. That's a really fun way to grow up. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of miss it, though. It was, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> I was sitting here like, I wish you could see the look on my face. So much easier. <laughs> So much easier. But, yeah, I mean, it's not, this is not, um, a, you know, for some kids, this is not an easy transition. This is, uh, it can be a really hard transition. And the thing is, is, we have to remember that there are resources available. What are, so you have, how many kids do you have again? Four, right? Yeah. What, okay, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you tons of questions. What are some of the resources that you have at your installation? Uh, for um, for new for new students for new students yes. our school is just awesome when you get oh. when we first came here the office staff is just amazing I can't even say how much I love them <laughs> um, they just make you feel so welcome um, and so I that's all we did we walked in here when we first got here and told them what was you know. We're here. We came from Arizona. What do we do? And yeah. um, walked us through it, gave us all the stuff that we needed. Um, we have, you know, airman family readiness. They told us about that and different different things and gave us a packet, and that was it. And we you know, signed them up, and we were set. I joined the PTA or you know, I was just a PTA parent. I wasn't like on the board or anything like that. Yeah. And that's how I found out about all the different things that go on, uh, you know, around the base. And then I joined like the enlisted spouse club. I just joined everything that I could. <laughs> so I learned as much as possible when we got here to figure that's stuff smart. out because it was our first big that's thing. Very and smart. I wanted to involved and figure out um, stuff because. Arizona is my home state, so I had my family. I was spoiled. I had family around, yeah. and we were out here, and I didn't have family. I was like, oh, my God, I need to make family. <laughs> um, and then I also just went, I made um, I made friends with the people on our block because we, we moved on base. And so I just made, uh, I posted on by our mailboxes because it's a group mailbox thing, and I oh. said, I'm making for our block, I want to do a block party because I want to get to know my neighbors. I have four kids, and we live in a cul-de-sac, so I was going to just make, like, a sign at the end of our block, you know, so kids are going to be playing, and everybody bring your barbecues out front, and we did a big group 
barbecue, bring your barbecues up front. Everybody barbecued, kids played, and all the adults got to meet each other. Um, That's so then nice. we got to meet that way. Um, that's really nice, and that's very smart. <laughs> because I was, I, well, I was just, I was a nervous wreck when I first got here, thinking I'm by myself. I have four kids, and my husband was going to start working, and it was the Panama schedule, so he was going to be gone, you know, days on end, and then come back and be, you know, and I wasn't going to have anybody. <laughs> yeah. I was so used to having my family around on the days that he was gone, you know, or, and my sister was just down the road from us yep. when I needed help. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to be by myself. I'm going to, I'm, and that's, and I was a quiet person. I was like, I'm going to have to step out. <laughs> I have to step out. I'm going to have to learn and make, make friends. So that's what I did. Yeah. But no, have, I, we, yeah, you yeah. just got to, you're quiet. I was like, if I can do it, everybody else can do it. Cause I'm a quiet one. And I like to, I'm one of those people that like to sit back and I take in what, how everybody talks. And then I learn how they talk. And then that's how I know how I talked to them. It's that sounds weird, I guess, but that's how I know how to like talk with people <laughs> Yeah. after I observe them. Um, but this way I didn't, I just kind of jumped in and hope they didn't you know, fall face first, friends that way. Well, and that's, yeah, that's what you have to do. You can't, um, I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough duty station, whether you like the duty station or not, it's going to be a tough duty station. If you don't just jump in, I guess, and uh, start making some friends. I know. So for us, Nebraska was, was, was your Dover. We had no, you know, no family out there. Nothing, right? It was, um, and, and we didn't have kids, so it didn't, you know, well, I did have Ian while we were out there, but he was an infant, so it didn't really matter, right? And by the time we moved, we had established a very tight-knit family, a military family out there for us, right? And it was great. It was it was so wonderful. North Carolina is where my family is from. And so I get that. I mean, I, I understand. I have my family lives very close. Um, everyone retired to North Carolina. And, uh, so I, I totally understand. And, um, and I understand, you know, that feeling of you have to get out and meet people. And even though my family is from the area, I still had to do that because this was my, when we PCS here, it was my first PCS with a child. And so Mm -hmm. I had to, make sure I had hand, you know, I, I can, you know, I hand carried shot records and his, and I made copies. I had copies made of his medical records because I don't care what anyone says. They always end up missing. And his did a number of times. So I'm glad that I had copies. I mean, I can't tell you how many times our, our military treatment facilities just seriously lost his records here. I mean, I, I think I lost count around three, Um, but I would come in with my copy and say, I'm going to need for you to make a copy. So I can bring it home because you guys seem to enjoy losing these. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the stuff you have to do. You know, you have to hand carry a lot of things that they say you're not supposed to, but you have to because, well, things go missing. But one of the other things that I'm going to do whenever we PCS is um, 
like what you said, the first thing you do is you research the schools and the areas that you want to, you know, that you want to live in because you want access to good schools. Um, the other thing I'm going to do is get in touch with the school liaison officer. You know? Yes. Ours is amazing here. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they're pretty good and they'll give you all the ins and outs. Yep. And you need that person. And if you are uh, an EFMP family, you need to make sure that once you have those orders in hand, that you are talking to the EFMP office. Hey, we're an mm-hmm. EFMP. Because that to me is one of the biggest issues I see with PCSing, especially for, EF, for those who are on EFMP, is that disruption of services. So how do we make sure we can start getting that ball rolling right away? Well, the school liaison officer can help with that. So can the EFMP offices. So can MFLAX. You know, talk to your local Airmen and Family Readiness Center. Talk to the MFLAX there. I would. I mean, seriously, I would be like, hey, can I talk to your MFLAX too? Because, you know, just there. this is a person that, to me, I think, you know, yes, we look at them more for counseling, but at the same time, this is also a person to me that is supposed to help families out, no matter what their needs. You know, I get it that there's counseling, but you can talk to the MFLAC and say, you know, we're apprehensive about this move because we're leaving family, you know, blah, 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 blah. Do you have any, any suggestions besides, you know, what we're researching online? Because sometimes that's great, but it's like going to WebMD and saying, you know, I'm a little bloated and, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, now you have this kind of cancer and you're going to die tomorrow. No, sometimes the internet is, can scare yeah. you, you know. It makes it worse. <laughs> yes. So why not go to trusted resources, you know? Um, and there are some great trusted resources out there. National Military Family Association is one of them. Um, yes, I love are. them. Amazing. Yes, I love them. Uh, I would go to, I would utilize them. I would go to the school liaison officers. I'd call up the family centers from, for us, it's the soldier support center. Well, it's ACS Army Community Services here at Fort Bragg and our Airmen and Family Readiness Center. I think it's what Fleet and Family Services for the Navy. Yes, Fleet and Family Services for the Navy. And uh, it, and I think Fleet and Family Services for the Marine Corps. I mean, gosh, I don't, why, why did I forget that one for the Marine Corps? Oh, well, I will remember it next week. But go to these, these resources because if you go onto the Facebook, or not Facebook, but if you go onto the website for the installation you're going to, there's always some kind of tab that says newcomers, relocation. Here's what you need to do. You know, it's there. It's really nice. They've put it out there for us now. And they have a list of resources, to, you know, most of the time. You know, yay. <laughs> they didn't always have those. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. No. They do now. And it's very helpful. And get, you know, do your research and, and get involved in the Facebook group so you can find out. So you can meet some people, you know, even if you're only virtually meeting them. And then when you move to the location and you've got kids that are coming with you and starting new schools, it's like how we used to pen pal with our old, with sponsors when I was a kid. We did. We used to pen pal, right? It was great. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I love the pen pal because I would go to school and I would move to this new duty station and I already had a friend because we pen pal. (laughs) Do you have a pen pal still? No, I wish we did. I like getting mail. I love getting mail. 
Yes, I agree. It's fun. So you know what? Why don't you start that? Whenever you guys move, you could do that. I think I will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was great because, again, you had your kids started school and they had already been writing letters to someone, so they knew somebody in the classroom or in housing, if you lived in housing. Um, you know, something like that. It just, it really helped out the family. It helped out the kids because no matter what, moving, even with those who are the most skilled at moving, those who have moved, and this is their 18th, 19th PCS, it's, it's still a disruption to your day. It's not just your day, but to your life. It's still a disruption. You still have to learn new things. You have to learn a new area, learn new schools, and learn the – and everything changes. So you can learn something new every time you move. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So it's it's not easy, but there are so many we have so many safety nets in place now to to make sure that we're okay. And again, go onto your installations website and go and click those newcomers uh, you know tabs and there it is. There's all the school information for your kids. You know, moving for a kid is not it doesn't need to be this doom and gloom situation, you know? It doesn't need to be so heavy and like, oh. Because that's, you know, a yeah. sound, you know, that sound is an actual emotion, didn't you know? <laughs> I know it well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to play a commercial break for us soon, but we're going to, and we're going to be, gosh, our time went by pretty quickly. That's crazy. It did. What I was just now looking at at the time but now I am <laughs> holy bananas um, but I'm going to uh, just to, for all of our listeners I'm going to definitely post some of the uh, military one click articles and uh, National Military Family Association again post their websites all throughout the next few days so that people know where they can go and get resources and help for moving with their children and um, let me get on our uh, our commercial really fast, and then we will wrap up the show. When I'm with the fleet, I'm known as Petty Officer Lopez. But at home... Honey, can you get this down for me? I'm just Tony, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. And we're back. Yay! So, Tisha, we are little, little more than five minutes left of the show. Thank you for filling in for Dave today, who had to, uh, you know, do a European tour. I'm a little jealous. A little jealous. Me too. I know. <laughs> Dave really needs to bring us along, okay? Whatever, Dave, leaving us like that. I think we should get some souvenirs in the mail. I think so, too. Dave, exactly. I was going to say, Dave needs to send us presents. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, so next week's show, which I, you will not be my co-host, but I'm going to seriously call you again if I ever need a co-host to fill in for my Dave. Um, Next week's show, we are having Todd Ernst, come on from uh, PCS Grades. I'm excited about that because, um, again, we're still we still have people moving. We're talking, you know, back to school today. Um, 
And, you know, why not have as many resources available? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about some resources. Exactly. I'm like, hit me up with your resources. Come here. Send them to me. <laughs> PCS too. Yes. And, um, and I really like, you know, I like, I like both what Millie is doing and I like what PCS grades is doing. And it's really nice. It's a lot of, it's a lot of good information coming from both of those, those businesses and those companies. And I'm very, very happy about it because it's just going to be helpful. So, um, yes, yes. So two weeks, you have two weeks till the kids go back. What are you going to do with your time? I am, let's see, well, we're doing an event for the kinder parents so that they're um, not stressful when they go, their kids go to school, the first day of school, and then nice. I might be going to speech afterwards. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. I'm, gl- I'm sad I don't live up there with you. I'd go to the beach with you that day. I was like, I think after that little break. Their parents, I might go to the beach afterwards and just relax myself yeah. without having to watch kids. Exactly. I might do that myself next week. That was a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> it's only about an hour and a half away. I just I don't need to be there all day. I just want to stay out there for a couple of hours and then I'll turn around and come home. Relax and not have to worry about having to watch kids, not drown in the ocean. <laughs> There's, it's never, it's never a vacation when you travel with your kids. I've decided that it's always a trip. You're just going someplace else, you know, but you're still doing all the same things. You're still worrying about bedtimes. You're still making sure that they actually, you know, keep their clothes on because, you know, yes. you know, yeah. can you my, please not walk my, out of the hotel in your underwear? Thank you. And I'm like, oh my God, child, keep your clothes on. <laughs> yeah. Can't you just put your pants on? Thank you. <laughs> She's like, no, I really have to keep this on I was like oh god please can you just keep on what if we have visitors <laughs> yeah yes yes exactly <laughs> so yes I really want to do that too is have a beach day just for myself seriously all I need is a couple of hours and then I'm going to be fine I'm like yeah. okay thanks that's all I needed like how was your day great <laughs> it was great thank you for asking yeah that's a great idea thank you I'm seriously going to check out my calendar to make sure I can do that you are awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you again for filling in for Dave today. I really appreciate it. I'm serious. It has been wonderful. Say that. Say what? I had fun. I'm I glad you did. You I'm sorry. I could, all of a sudden, you went out just for a little bit, and um, and I'm really glad that you've been here. Ooh, my uh, my um, my little British voice is telling me that we only have about 90 seconds left. So she's yelling. Yeah. She's yelling at me again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, about 90 seconds. And then, um, yeah, there we go. That's all we have left for today's show. So back to school, everyone. For those of you whose kids have already started, I hope you're enjoying your time. For those of you who still have to wait, I'm very sorry about that. And I hope it's that coming. you it's enjoy coming. your day. I am getting ready to play our exit. Thank you for being here with me today. I really appreciate it, Tisha. Thank you. Okay, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. All righty. Bye. Bye.
We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the only podcast worthy of all military spouses, Spouse Spouts with Susan Reynolds and Dave Etter. May the rest of your day, your week, your you time be better time after spending this time with us. Until next time, coffee on. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 